Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. I don't remember how the hell you ended up in So I don't know. I'll just listen to the computer from now on, I guess. Well, do do what the computer tells you, right? Right. <laughs> How have you been, man? Oh man, it's been up and down, but it's been okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. Up here in Llama Land, hanging out, pretty isolated, pretty, uh, pretty solid, pretty, pretty much a lot of solitude up here, and that's all right. It's all right. I do miss the boy, but uh, I'll be getting up there really soon. Um, yeah, hanging out you know learning a little bit more music getting more and more into uh found a coach for my voiceover work um getting into more of that just getting ready for what's going to happen on the other side i hope and uh we'll see what happens that's awesome yeah yeah just yeah keeping myself busy too from going ape shit crazy really yeah, yeah no now shit. how about you you um you had quite the interesting week. Oh man, this is it's epic. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have some time for this. This is it yeah, was just yeah. one after the other, brother. Tell us, tell us, dude. Okay, so quick background. You uh were scheduled in, you and your wife drove, right? You drove yep. from Silver City to Albuquerque. And it's about um, four hours for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you went in and you got plugged in and everything and same thing I went through just a little bit ago the long the multi-night sleep study, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um now things kind of took a turn for you guys that you didn't expect. I don't want to tell the story. You tell the story. This is right. this is a great story. Well, it's not a great story. It sucks for you. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's something I can laugh at now. You know, something that kind of like at the moment, it's more irritating. But now that I think about it, it's kind of like it really worked out in its own different ways. Um, so we had this study scheduled for the longest of time. And we were getting ready, you know, to go and all that. I've got, I got a hold of uh, Casa Esperanza, which uh, helped put my wife up for about $35 a night, you know, while I was staying up there because they had changed the rules in the hospital that uh, she couldn't stay with me. Right, right. Um, and so for a while there, like, they actually didn't schedule the room for her and they didn't have anything ready until literally the day before. And uh, then you know, with that stress on top of it, it was like, all right, well, we finally got it. Let's go over there. Let's get this taken care of. We, uh, we head out, we get there Sunday, you know, um, because I got to be ready by 10 o'clock in the morning, no matter yeah. what. Well, they called me at eight 30 going, okay, are you ready? You're at your room's ready. I was like, all right, well, wow. you know, forget it. Let's just go do it. You know? And, um, of course you only get four hours of sleep the night before, you don't have caffeine. You can't have coffee, sodas, anything like that. I'm a coffee junkie. And uh, that's what was killer to me. And so I'm already a little bit irritated and all that. We get we get to the hospital. They hook me up. You know, they do a small stroke test. And uh, I've never really had an issue with strokes, but they did give me a migraine. 
Um, and while I was in there, I mean, we were in there maybe like five hours and I had my first seizure. Um, and it was small, but according to my wife, cause I, I was completely out of it. You know, according yeah. to my wife, the, the only person that came in was the tech that was doing the video monitoring. Um, I guess my wife had hit that button that they tell you to hit, you know, to call the nurse, say you're having one. And that way they can also have a mark on the timeline on the EEG. Uh-huh. And so my wife had hit it for me and the tech came in while well, she had hit the button to call for the nurses. No nurses showed up until my entire seizure was done. And, you know, get this. So you're supposed to also have an IV hooked up just in case any administer emergency medication. Right. Well, they, they hooked my med, they hooked my IV up after that happened. They were like, Oh, wow, we should have had this hooked up, you know? And so they hooked it up. And, uh, so oh, you, you stay the night, it goes well. And in the morning they just go ahead and go, okay, well, uh, due to the COVID, we're going to have to be closing the unit down and we're just going to go ahead and have to release you and reschedule when all this is over. I'm like, all right, well, you guys caught, you know, one of the seizures at least on, on the thing. And they're like, no, we don't have enough results. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I mean, there was one right there, but they just, obviously, I don't know what went on with that, but they didn't get enough results. And that kind of upset me, you know, I at least have something to look at. And, um, yeah, trying to think too, it, it just happened. It all happened so fast. By the time they took the glue off my head, took those little, uh, wires off my head and everything and sent us out. Me and my wife had gotten into the truck. We were just, just about to leave Albuquerque had already packed up from the little hotel, signed her out, got everything all situated with that. And as we're driving down the road, uh, we almost get to Las Lunas, which is maybe, 10 minutes outside of Albuquerque, 15 at most. And my driveline snaps off. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was, uh, oh, in a, I was, I was angry and heated at the moment, but the only thing I could do is call my brother, John, who, uh, who lives there. And he also runs a tow company up there as well. Oh my God. So he was able to go grab us. Yeah. It was, it was a blessing because any further he wouldn't have been able to take his truck out. Yeah. So, um, it was, it it all kind of lined up perfectly. And then, uh, talking with him, his father-in-law is, uh, starting an organization to get, you know, homes ready for these patients to recover in and stuff like that. So it helped. I was able to speak with him a little bit about that, get some info and, you know, let him know that I'll be looking more into doing some stuff and offered, you know, to write up some grants for them and try to get them some stuff to get going with that as well. So. I mean, it all happens for a reason, but it just happened so fast that at first I was just really irritated and done for. Because <laughs> um, I mean, the piece that the that the driveline snapped off, it was an output flange on the uh, transfer case, which is like controls the four wheel drive and everything like that. Well, when it had broken off, it was rubbing the driveline was rubbing on it so much that it had welded that piece that I needed to replace onto the transfer case. So yeah, I couldn't even get that off and it was just even more irritating, but we went to you pull, you pay. And instead of paying like 1400 bucks for a transfer case, I picked one up there used for $88, went to my brother's house, installed it, threw it right in and said, all right, we're out. You know, I mean, that adventure was just, done and over with from the beginning so (laughs) (laughs) adventure to say the least misadventure i'd say dude 
I, yeah, I, I like that. When you said that in a message too, I was just like, misadventure is a proper word for it directly. Oh man. Yep. That's <laughs> like a foster clock story. Oh yeah. Damn, oh, dude. definitely is. Def- I wish I, I would have, you know, like video recorded everything just to kind of go along with it. You know, I mean, it was, it seems short now that I'm talking about it, but at the same time too, it's still exhausting in my head to think about it at the same time. So uh-huh. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> oh God. you you just, you covered what? Four days, three, four days in about five minutes right there. So yeah, made it sound yeah, short right there for sure. It did. It did. It sounded short. So, but no, I get it, man. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Luckily you had the know-how though. I know so many people, myself included, I can do basic stuff here and there, but I get like the driveline shit. I get to that level and I'll be calling people like you. I'll be calling <laughs> friends like you as be like, dude, so fucking over my head. Help dude, me out. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm thankful for it. Baby, go in there. In a little bit. Then. Go, baby. Um, yeah, I. Sorry, I even I I don't even realize that I uh, had told the entire story that quick. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to take up much room at all. That's um, funny though. That's it's it's great. I mean, you know, I don't know. It, you made you're able to make light of a situation that a lot of people would have big meltdowns in, you know. And I'm not saying make light. That ain't to say that you didn't kick tires or anything like that on the way through it, you know, <laughs> but, but you're able to look back on it and be like, you know, count your and blessings. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing with me, man, straight up. Like I'm one of those that in the moment I will be kicking tires. I will be punching and throwing stuff just to, just to let it all out because I want to laugh at it here shortly. I don't want to sit there and dwell on it for a long time. You know, Uh Um, that's, that's my whole thing nowadays is, you know, yeah, I I still get angry. I mean, I've controlled it a lot, but when, when it comes to situations like that, it's way out of our hands. I mean, first the hospital. Um, Well, actually I want to say first the hotel my wife was staying at was the kickoff that they barely got the room the night before then we schedule it for four days and we get to the hospital, stay one night and then boom, we're already out. it's like, okay, I'm irritated at that. I had a seizure, which was on record and on video. And, you know, I'm positive there was, you know, it was visible because they instantly knew what was going on. And then they want to tell me, Oh, well the results are inconclusive. So we're just going to have to reschedule everything. That's fine. I don't mind going back. But my thing is though, is like, at least you have a little bit of results right there. You can actually help talk with me about, you know, and there's like, no, we don't have enough. We just gotta, you gotta come back after all this COVID. No idea where that shit came from. No idea that it may have come. The lab tech was right fucking there. He saw the chart. Can't you tell where in my brain I have wires connected to everywhere on my fucking brain. And I don't know if you did, but on your chest and on your back. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like everywhere. I'm, I'm still trying to get the catch, sticky shit off. Unless it's really, really, really far in there. How the fuck can't you catch that? And I, I think that it was like maybe like a two, two minute one, you know, and to me, like there was at least something. What I, what I feel though is like they're trying to pinpoint if every time it hits that. I think that's why they want us to have multiple seizures when we're in there, you know. I mean, yeah, having one can kind of show them that there's electrical activity all going on. But mm-hmm. I think they're actually trying to like pinpoint maybe the exact location if it's happening in the same spot, if it's firing off over here or over there, you know. So I'm hoping that's kind of what's going on. Right. Or it could just be the hospital legitly telling them, you know, because the neuroscience side of it, they've been awesome. The other side of the hospital was horrible, you know, just signing in, getting registered, you know, everything was just awful. I mean, you had to walk through a maze just to get to one door and it was just, it was just a bad experience. But the neuroscience side of it, they made me so comfortable. Um, and they were doing their job. So I have a feeling it was kind of like the hospital saying, hurry up, let's get you guys out. Just, you know, we're closing this unit down. You're not, you know, yours is non-emergency. You need to go type yeah. stuff. So yeah. I'm hoping that's kind of what it was. But we'll have further answers later on, you know. Just more waiting. That's all we got to do, man. I mean, this this disability is just a waiting game. You know, I mean, they can never pinpoint anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think... Yeah, the, there's those, you know, they talk about the surgeries and, and get the laser pointed, pinpointed and stuff like that. And something I've learned the hard way because I was really, really hoping it would happen. But what I've learned the hard way is that that's kind of best case scenario, you know, soon as, yeah. yeah. And it's like, now uh, I got to, I can't, I can't expect that. I got to expect, I got to expect the best that I can get, you know, at the moment. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yours, yours personally is, could be totally different. Cause you have the, the things that happen to you um, and the way it happens to you is different than how it does to me. Um, and it sounds and seems like some of the triggers are different too. So I'm thinking, I don't know, man, maybe some of the stuff that doesn't work for me works for you or I don't know, you know, you, you never know. Well, it's like we were talking and about see that's, the drugs, the Depakote and the Kepra. Yep, exactly, man. And it's yeah. like, it's, I, I have a brother that lives here in town and um, what it is, is, he has epilepsy as well. And his manifested probably within like two weeks apart of mine as well. You know, I mean, we, we started having ours really close together and they were completely different. Mine came out in the psychosis style. Um, his came out, he was riding his dirt bike and just nailed a boat hitch because he had a seizure while he was riding. And, um, you know, so we've been trying to talk with each other and trying to get going and we've been, you know, getting together a lot more lately and trying to, you know, just discuss it kind of how we do. Cause I noticed how much it helps me to get stuff off my chest by speaking with you and getting it out there, you know, and it helped him up, open up. He's a real shy person at first, but now he's starting to open up and he's getting used to kind of stuff like that. We'll do practice recordings and, you know, try to get him to, to talk out there and he's doing good. Nice. 
Um, and his, his are controlled a little bit different than mine as well, you know, and, and I just don't think there's really any of the same, you know, I mean, some medications will work for the same people, but it's still completely different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of these days I, uh, I would like to introduce you to him. He's a, he's a really good kid. Um, he's still trying to fight through everything, trying to get used to it, you know? Yeah. But I think like you were saying, man, I mean, there's so many differences in what's going on, like say between me and you and then, or me and my brother at the same time, there's so many different things and yeah, that's what makes it hard. It really does. Well, and, and you got to give, and it also gives you a little bit of empathy for some of these um, neuroscientists and neurosurgeons and stuff, because, because it's such a crapshoot in so many ways in that level, you know, I found myself getting, getting a little frustrated uh, the other day, you know, and, and I, I, when they told me that, when they told me that, you know, oh, well, had a deep brain, we don't think that surgery is probably, it's, it's not off the table, it's in the back burner, remember when I had mentioned that? That could, yeah, I'll still admit, and I don't think I ever admitted it openly, but that could, ah, we dropped, we dropped. Yeah, okay. I live in, the, I'm up in the boonies up here in Llama Land, dude. We, our, our connection's not totally stable. <laughs> no, I understand, man. So I'm gonna kill Bills. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit, Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin. Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected and that it's all in your head. Take a minute to the whip and then I'm gonna mash on gas. Cause I'll be crashing that impasse with that ass syntax. Skinny motherfucker off a bucket of slim fast.